0: Ladies and gentlemen, friends and foes, me familia. Welcome to another episode of Bird Protocol. I'm your host, Palm Reader. I'm here with my co host, Otis Morris. And today we're shifting into high gear as we dive into the uh, turbocharged nas fueled world of fast five for my birthday pick and the end to our unofficial summer blockbuster series we didn't really realize we were doing one until until now but but it is we did a bunch of blockbusters and so we're, we're ending it out um yeah yeah Directed by Justin Lin and starring a, uh, a, a, a quite large ensemble cast, including Vin Diesel, the late Paul Walker, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ludacris, Tyrese Gibson, Sung Kang, Jordana Brewster, and Gal Gadot, just to name a few. Fast Five takes us on a heart-pounding journey through the streets of Rio de Janeiro in Brazil for what was billed as one last job. <laughs> yeah, right. The movie was primarily filmed in Puerto Rico and Brazil, giving it a distinct and exotic visual style. The stunning Brazilian locales added to the film's vibrant and high-energy atmosphere. Um, It also brought back characters from previous films, creating a shared cinematic universe within the Fast franchise for the first time. Um... In this fifth installment, our favorite gearhead criminal family turned the heist genre into a full throttle spectacle, combining high speed chases, mind blowing stunts, unforgettable one liners, and of course, family. But there's more to Fast Five than just burning rubber and action set pieces. It's a turning point in the series that pushes the boundaries of what action cinema can be and takes the franchise to a whole new level. Whether that new level is good or not, now that we're five movies later, That's something we're going to discuss this episode. But Fast Five is a genuinely well-made action movie. Uh, Many of the action sequences in the film were used uh, or were filmed used using practical effects and real stunts. Uh, For example, the thrilling train heist scene was shot with mostly practical effects and it added to the authenticity and action uh, in the film itself. Not only that fast five was a massive box office hit grossing over $626 million worldwide. Um, And uh, you know, being a turning point for the franchise, it cemented its status as a global blockbuster phenomenon so buckle up, because in this episode, we're putting the pedal to the metal. It's a fast five episode, baby. And my birthday pick, Otis, how you doing today?
1: I'm good. Happy, uh, long, belated birthday. That feels like that was so long ago. I've been in various different parts of the country and back. Uh, I think you left the country and came
0: back. Uh, no, uh, no, not yet. That's That's next week. Next week is yeah. out of the country. But, yeah. uh, but it, has been, it has been a while. Uh, we've been very busy. Uh, and, uh, and so that's what led me to pick this movie kind of as my birthday pick because I thought, let's talk about something that's relatively light fare. And that's when you Ooh. pointed out, you know, we've been kind of hitting a bunch of summer blockbusters. This would be a good way to end out our summer blockbuster yep. discussion. Uh, and also, it's just a fucking ridiculous movie. Um, yeah. So much fun to watch like it's it's awesome but the more you Mm -hmm. think about it the more insane it is um yeah
1: this is because this is the movie where they just started giving characters backstories and then they're like oh elaborate on this like why does tez ramley know how to break into like god level fucking security safes he's literally just like may i used to do stuff before you knew me and it's just like what the fuck did you do i thought you had an afro i thought that's the only difference did you cut your afro off apparently you were also a fucking criminal mastermind before you were tuning cars in the
0: southeast but fuck me well you know it takes this like like what they did with the franchise when they did the fourth film fast and furious Mm -hmm. um they you know they reinvented it as more of like an action crime Film series because people yeah, often even people past people, four
1: was still very car it was still a car movie though like Vin Diesel runs a man like kills a man with his car like doing a wheelie that that he does that's that. it's that's still, true it's still car mode it's still well very they much do a and they, they, this movie. one
0: is still car mode like we were talking about this before a of lot yeah but it's dwindling before. in this one in this one it's the kind of this is where the, the real shift happens. But in the mm-hmm. fourth one, it is about, you know, cartels and, and they're driving, but they're, they're you know, they're, they're trying to avenge Letty and, you know, yada, 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 all this different stuff yeah. that's happening in it. But it still is very similar to the themes and ideas that are in the first one or the yeah. second one. The third one was a bit of a step away because it's no longer about being undercover cops or dealing with any of that. It's just like, we're Ooh. in Japan, baby. Drift, baby. Well, you <laughs> made the argument that, I, I, believe,
1: I believe it was you, that made the argument that Tokyo Drift is actually probably the most car movie of all of them because it's yes. just a, literally about drifting. It's yes. so, du- where you get the classic lines like, his name DK. What does that mean? Donkey Kong? No, means drifting, you
0: idiot. Stupid um, fool. You absolute, you, you absolute buffoon! You absolute moron! Oh no, um, yeah. yeah, no, and I would say that that that's true. Um, and then and then the fifth one is where it really takes it into the like the 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 action world, and it yeah. becomes this big ensemble heist film, mm-hmm. and it's you know not just um, uh, uh, like there's an actual like hand to hand combat fight scene with right. the rock and Vin Diesel where they're like punching through solid cement and stuff. Like it becomes, mm-hmm. it it gets a little bit, you know, the, the leaf is turned at this point. And then from there on, it just continues to get uh, more about being these kind of crime spy, uh, high stake heist action movies mm-hmm. um, that continually get more and more ridiculous and become further and further off the rails. Now, yeah. Do I enjoy Fast and Furious 6? Do I enjoy Fast and Furious 7? Yes. Do I think that they are objectively better films than 5? No, I think 5 is where it peaked.
1: No, 5 is the peak of the franchise. This is the legitimate, like, best film of the franchise. Like, I don't know, because... Number 1 and 2 are very grounded, you know. Number 1 is very much strictly about drag racing and sort of underground racing. too fast too furious it kind of goes more into like the crime aspect you know but then the
0: crime crime aspects in the first one because they're like stealing things in the cars but it's
1: yeah but it really really leans into like more criminal underworld stuff into the second one and you know you get but you get like classic scenes in number two where like 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 tyrese fucking punching out the window and then uh, <laughs> Paul Walker just opening it. It's like, dude, it's unlocked. And then also the classic uh, clip, which is now making the rounds, and I'm glad everyone is experiencing this, of Paul Walker just saying, don't worry about it, cu.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Walker saying is like is like the, the greatest thing ever.
1: That locked him in the heaven. That, yeah. that, that was his past. That like, was his pass. They, yeah. They're like, yeah, man, you're good. You're good. Come on in. You're good Same over Pete. here. Yeah, you're good, you're good over
0: here. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, um, you know, it's this five is like I would say just like, uh, you know, you know why I think it's so good is because it hoodwinks us into being okay with so much stuff that just doesn't make sense but it's right. so good. It's so well made. It's so well paced. It's so full of these really cool set pieces. This, it, it, the action is constantly ramping. There's proper stake raising. There's proper challenges. You know, they, they add the characters at the right time. It never gets dull. It never slows down. And, and then it reaches a, a climactic ending that would be befitting of the last heist the last job mm-hmm. that they have to do now of course you know you get a post-credit scene where eva mendez is back too and she's like "Hey, Letty's still alive hey and then it's like oh you know and then they went on and made the sixth one and seventh
1: one yeah no this series post five starts bringing more people back from the dead than like fucking days of our lives it's insane like oh is yeah it-
0: People die and Wait, then come which back. Which movie
1: did they introduce the Lazarus pit? Because I must have missed that one. I must have <laughs> missed it. Like,
0: I, what the fuck? That's what Dom keeps under his, uh, under his like shed where he works on his muscle car. He just has no, a that's Lazarus what's pit.
1: actually in his fucking cross pendant is actually just like water from the Lazarus pit that just gives him enduring life.
0: <laughs> I think that's probably what it is. You know what? The, the way that he holds that Corona <laughs> bottle is is actually just like the Corona bottle is actually just like the goblet of like, you know, the, the Holy grail. So he, yeah. he just drinks from that cor- one Corona bottle and that's why he holds it like that. So he can't drop it. Um, Absolutely. Uh, anyway, no, he, th- this film is kind of like the best one in that series, in my opinion. Uh, and, um, and, and, I mean, I like, I like all of them. they're stupid movies. They're stupid movies. You put them on. They're just to, they're just to enjoy, you know, it's not, you're not supposed to think a whole lot. And I do like, I do like four, I do like six and I, I do like seven. I've rewatched seven recently. And the thing that struck me the most about seven is that it's like, I can't believe they managed to do this having one of yeah, their given stars the circumstances, given the yeah. circumstances like i can't believe they made a movie that's this good considering that one of the m- m- like anchors of the franchise and realistically yeah. probably one of the pieces that was really keeping it together as like a uh a, as like a, even though he wasn't you know i wouldn't call paul walker the you know a uh a C- academy award-winning level performance but there was an yeah earnestness there and a kind of like Down to earth, salt Mm. of the earthness that kind of kept the series grounded a little bit. Yeah, you know, he has a really charm of like, yeah, like a natural charm where you're like,
1: okay, even though this dude is. Gorgeous! This is one of the most like breathtaking like looking men. Like just the way he's just ever so slightly tan, just has the ever so slightly dirty blonde hair, the perfect fucking blue eyes that you just you just want to kiss him every time you see him. And then you, he talks, and you're just like, this guy seems like he's probably a bit of a dope, but like he seems like he's a good hag. and like he just was, he says cuh. You know? <laughs> exactly says
0: cuh. Like, definitely had said, an end I, I think 100%. Uh, I need to know what Vince Staples thinks about that. Um, <laughs> I would love to hear Vince Staples' dissertation on Paul Walker saying, I said, forget it, cuh, or drop it, cut or whatever he says. I would just love to hear it. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, if Tyrese wasn't going to squabble up, then you know, I don't think there's any reason to create any drama there. Tyrese like, I is think... too
0: busy screaming inside Home Depot's about someone being <laughs> racist. To him um it's crazy that he's that unhinged and he like makes like he's in one of the
1: most successful franchises ever. like he failed upward like he was in too fast to furious was probably like i'm never going to return to this franchise but then justin lynn was like we're getting the band back together for some reason we're going to do it ends up working and now this dude's locked into like a five picture deal worth god knows what amount of money but he can't stay the fuck offline. Like, yeah. dude. <laughs> um, I guess
0: you anyway. should give a little bit of a, a little bit of the... I don't want to go in and break down the Fast and the Furious franchise that much because it's like... No. I'm sure at some point we're going to talk about Fast and... like the first movie. I
1: mean, the thing about Fast the franchise now at this point, as we've mentioned, there's a Lazarus pit. There's... I mean, Paul Walker's actually dead, I think. Who knows? Jesus, anything could happen. Um and yeah everybody
0: everybody who died in any of the films leading up are back like gal gadot is back yeah han came back even though he
1: died somebody else died letty you thought was dead you like you don't know who's who who's related to who turns out you know the rock has an entire family of just superheroes yeah he's got a pack of samoans on lock ready to go john cena turns out to be vin diesel's brother <laughs> like
0: yeah what um, dude you think jason this statham been a... is the bad guy and in... but f- then, the f- guy. then the good guy guy. <laughs> like it just it you but but dom's the bad guy in six for a moment ain't he so like uh, it's like what that's the fuck? eight i think that's eight or eight. Wow. Yeah, eight so
1: basically what we're saying these movies are like one shot comics pretty much it's yeah. like you know the character you know the world but Anybody can show up
0: at any given point. Like Kurt Russell is in them. Like <laughs> yeah. Kurt and Russell shows and, as- and I'm pretty sure his son. I'm pretty sure Kurt Russell's son is in one of them and Kurt Russell. And then also Clint oh Eastwood's God. son. Like there's just, yeah. just so many people in this and it's become so big and like yeah. Marvel-fied and everything. But- Lucas Black is playing an 18 year old when he's clearly 43. Like <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense, dude. Um okay but I will say I it's likely at some point we're going to go back and talk about the first one probably um, and maybe the third one cuz I think they're both really good like at some point there will be we will come back and talk to them so I'm not going to break down a whole lot of the stuff and what the characters backgrounds are if you don't know at this point uh <laughs> I would say yeah. a great place to start would be um you know I think you should definitely watch up until 5 I think all of them have mm-hmm. value and they're fun yeah. and they're enjoyable to watch six, seven, you know it's getting out there um there is a point in six where Vin Diesel is uh shot from a car that crashes into a wall across mm-hmm. to across a, a a space between two bridges that are that are elevated highway bridges and then and then he catches Letty who's being launched from a tank yeah. And then he flies At one across point- and like and like lands into a car and he's mm-hmm. fine. And then there's a point in seven where they drive like a one of five mclaren some supercar out but, of
1: the fucking out of like uh, the
0: Burj khalifa, khalifa Towers. The, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like
1: land into the other one i think is it eight where the rock grabs an actively flying harpoon missile out of the sky <laughs> no
0: it's out of the ground
1: it's on the <laughs> ice out of the ground because they're yeah.
0: driving across ice and then it ca- <laughs> and then it it jumps it the, the, to the, the torpedo comes up on top oh, of yeah. the ice and is sliding and the rock tells Ludicrous to take control of the wheel, and then he steps out and grabs it, and Ludicrous goes like, "Are I can't?" He's like, he says something funny. He's like, he's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" He's like, "Is this man grabbing a torpedo or something?" And then he like <laughs> throws the torpedo off its course, and it blows up into a. Anyway, it gets really fantastic
1: ridiculous. stuff. It's <laughs> so fun. It's amazing. It's it's it's. If you hate these movies, you hate fun. They're so fun, but like the first couple movies are legitimate. They have legitimate, uh, you know, reason to be watched before it just goes full buffoonery. Yeah, because th- there is a reality that these films were grounded in. But five is the one where they're like, we're shaking,
0: we're shaking. I, I, no, up I think the- I think six is the one where it like five is where the leaf turned, and they were like, we could make hmm. this into this giant blockbuster but instead of continuing on because five still is pretty like even though there's ridiculous things in it like absolutely Mm -hmm. ridiculous things in it it's still the main heist is driven by cars there's a lot of car driving um there are racing scenes there are you know uh um the the dna of the first four films is still very much in this film It's Mm. just elevating everything to a new level. But once it reached that level, it's, it's kind of, you know, up for the sixth one, they're like, we have to take it even higher. So now we have like an international team of terrorist, thief drive car drivers who have access to super weaponry who want us, who are now we have to hire them to, they have to fight with the rock to find, you know, what's his name Owen Shaw Davian Shaw whatever the the first Shaw brother's yeah. name is and then they're 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 fighting a tank with cars and it's, it just starts getting more and more ridiculous And each movie they have to bring it up and ramp it up it has to be bigger more intense more crazy and it just loses all connection with the reality and that connection is still there in 5 but it's you know the the tether is mm-hmm. growing thin it's, it's mm-hmm. starting to come apart. And six is where it's really like, what? How is this cargo plane still going down a runway? It's been 30 minutes. You know, yeah. like, like, how is this happening? You know?
1: Um, yeah, well, I mean, there's things in this one, like the train heist, as cool as that is, the fact that Vin Diesel basically just dives his car into the dirt and they can still drive. It's like, no, that car's total. That's done. That front end is in the dirt yeah like, what there's uh the uh, as you mentioned uh last night the the police race after right <laughs> after they robbed four police cars what did they do they all just line up at a fucking red light You're like hey let's 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 make a million dollar bet and then they just race and like no one there's no one on the streets of rio de janeiro are you kidding me
0: it, yeah a and, and not a single person like there would be people there at at any time of night in fact yeah. there would be other criminals probably <laughs> yeah there would be criminals be like yo look at these cops um, racing!
1: this is wild
0: yeah i mean it is an endearing um it is an endearing uh uh you know moment that race but it it makes no sense they get a block away from the the police station. And they're like, yo, do you want to race? And they're racing so hard. Like the windows are shaking and car <laughs> alarms are going off and the police are like none the wiser. Like, Oh, Hey, Hey, did we send out four, four cruisers to drag race on the main strip? Like nobody is looking <laughs> at this going like something's going on here, you know? Um, But you know what? That's the thing that August. this, that this film asks of you it asks you to suspend your disbelief and just dive in and if you go into it it is again incredibly well made incredibly well put together it's like the distillation of everything that i wanted out of like what a c it's like a great sequel like that this is a, a prime example of something we talk about all the time on this uh a great sequel Like, I think that this is where they they brought all the people in, but they didn't overdo it. It's not like Fast X or, you know, Fast 9 or whatever. Any of the latest ones where it's like literally every single side character that's even been on the screen for a second is now coming back for some reason. Like. Mm-hmm. I I don't and then they're adding new characters to no 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 no. This one's nice. There's a small little team. It's all people we've seen before. They mm-hmm. have equal time. They each get their little cool one-liners. There's like the, you know, um Giselle and and, and Han relationship and that's cool yeah. and fun and flirty and you get to see her, you know, don't don't yeah. send a man to do a woman's job and she does the takes off her shawl and the the brazilian like music comes on and it's her walking up and it's she's yeah. all beautiful and ooh, like it's like there's some good stuff mm-hmm. man i mean
1: it then this is also the first movie where you establish all the back and forth between ludicrous and tyrese because that's an enduring part of the franchise now is them bickering all the time which is also even has kind of like a cool parallel because then it also goes with the two Spanish dudes that were, they were in the fourth one, right? Like Yeah, they were, were in they? the fourth yeah. one, yeah. So, they kind of like brings those two together, where it's kind of like, oh, see, where the we were the comic relief from uh, number two, remember us? And they're like, oh, we're the comic relief from number three or number four. And then it's like, ah, oh, now we're all comic relief. Look at this, we got a big old family.
0: Yeah, and you get and then, and you know what? I think that that's the thing that really huh. works too is because like the whole family theme that has been so prevalent through all of the films since the first one. This one, it actually the way that it's written and the way that it plays out you actually feel like these people all click get along respect each other even though they're busting chops and making jokes everybody gets their little moment to shine and it doesn't feel overcrowded and yet Mm -hmm. it still feels very much about the main characters you know um uh Paul Walker and and Vin Diesel and The Rock and you know the main players still feel like they're they're the main players, but everybody gets enough time to play and work and have a good time and like get their lines off and everything feels like, I think setting it in Rio de Janeiro. Great. It elevated. Really. It did elevate the kind of feeling of fun in the film, even though it's like not supposed to be like they're in favelas and stuff like that. But like, as the
1: rock says, make sure you got your fun to wear on.
0: Yeah. Um, Real
1: quote. In this movie, the rock says that.
0: (laughs) Yeah i didn't say it was i didn't say it was like riveting like art art artistic writing but it was good
1: no. <laughs> no 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 i'm just i'm just i'm just saying the rock is on his bullshit uh delivering his uh rockisms, if you will uh, and this
0: was one of the films that made the rock like really go crazy. Like this was like, cause we have to yeah. remember this did come out in 2011. Well, let's give some context for it. Fast okay. five, let's run it back. They've got a lot of different names for these movies because each one has different names and different locations and blah, blah, blah. This one where we're, we are fast yeah. five, also known as fast and furious five or fast and furious five. Rio heist uh, is a 2011 action film direct, directed by Justin Lin and written by Chris Morgan. It is uh, the direct sequel to fast and furious. 2009, in the fifth installment in the Fast and Furious fr- film franchise. Uh, it stars Vin Diesel as Dominic Toretto, Paul Walker as Brian O'Connor, uh, alongside Jordana Brewster, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, Matt Schultz, Sung Kang, and Dwayne Johnson. Uh, in the film, Dom and Brian, along with Dom's sister Mia, plan a heist to steal $100 million from a corrupt businessman known as Herman Reyes while being pursued uh, for arrest by U.S. Diplomatic Security Services, DSS, Agent Luke Hobbs and his team. Um, the film uh, 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 was released on uh, April 29th in the United States. It's a pretty long film. It's a 130-minute runtime. It's two hours and uh, 10 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Its budget was $125 million, uh, but the box office was $626.1 million. Um uh this it it's uh uh um I, I believe Justin Lynn directed the yeah, the previous one. He also directed Fast and Furious. So he was Yeah, he directed
1: the ma- majority of the I think he did like Tokyo Drift to uh, six and then uh oh, what's James Wan took
0: over, then he came back and then somebody there's a yeah. I think it was F. Gary Gray did that Fate of the Eight or something like that. Anyway, it
1: doesn't matter. Okay, so, I, I well, I got the list here. So, for very first one was directed by Rob Cohen. Second one, directed by John Singleton. Tokyo Drift 4, 5, and 6, directed by Justin Lin. Also Fast 9, also directed by Justin Lin. And then Furious 7 was directed by James Wan. Fate of the Furious, F. Gary Gray. Uh and then Hobbs and Shaw was uh David Litch who does fantastic stuff and then Fast X was Louis Leterrier who was a replacement for Justin Lin who had a falling out with Vin Diesel as most people yes everybody in this happened. and
0: everybody in the production history of this has at some point yeah. uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. And uh, and so, you know, the well-developing Fast Five Universal Pictures deliberately departed from the street racing theme prevalent in previous films mm-hmm. in the series to transform the franchise into a heist action series that heavily involved cars. By doing so, they hope to attract wider audiences that might otherwise be put off by a heavy emphasis on cars and car culture. Uh, Fast five is considered the transitional film in the series featuring only one car race and giving more attention to set pieces such as brawls, gunfights in the central heist. Although you would say the central heist itself is also a car. Yeah. It's car centric. It's car centric, which is why like when I read this, like I I don't necessarily agree saying it's, there's not a heavy emphasis on cars because there are, there's scenes where they're driving in the, their Mm -hmm. layer doing the test run in the cars they do you know, there's scenes where they're racing each other. There's scenes where they're they're driving. I mean, the, you
1: know. The catalyst to this whole thing is them stealing cars off the train. That then then opens up the door. They're like, oh, there's something about these cars. It's not the cars that are valuable. There's uh a chip. And then, you know, that chip leads them to this big heist that's potentially that they could potentially do. And then, yeah, but still cars. There's still cars. There's still the sea scene of them tr- like training in cars. You you never yeah. see a scene of them training their firearms, but yet they're all fucking precision. Yeah, so, snipers. They're all
0: shit. Somehow they're all precision <laughs> snipers. Yeah. I've never um, seen
1: Han pick a fucking gun up
0: ever, but you but know, he, but he goes crazy. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So this, uh, uh the, and as we previously mentioned, this film is very notable for, for, for primarily featuring practical stunt work as opposed to computer generated imagery, including there is a scene at the start where they drive off the edge of the cliff in the car. And, and uh, there's a kind of a stunt cam shot of, of Vin Diesel and Paul Walker actually jumping out of the car as the car goes off the cliff. And like, they actually did that. So there was a, a real, real honest to God effort to make this like a kind of traditional action movie. Mm -hmm. Um, which which lends to it feeling more grounded because as you get later in the other films there are more stuff that's cgi the more i mean the more improbable the stuff that they're doing the more that they have to do cgi stunts Mm -hmm. um and this one still kind of walked the line and and it still called back a lot of stuff, as I said, in the first four films of the franchise. So it, that's why this works. Like, it's a great sequel. It builds upon all these ideas and it adds something new and it's just so well done and so enjoyable. It is truly a prime example of a blockbuster film, in my opinion. Like, I think that this is like a well-made blockbuster. Um, now, do yeah. is it filled with really corny one-liners and the rock sweating so much like i don't know how he was sweating so much he looks like he's covered Uh, in baby oil constantly he is baby oiled up he's always oiled up man if you
1: man if you put the rock into a fucking uh into like a bathtub there would be a two inch layer of oil once he steps out it would you if you tried to flush that it would solidify like this the man's oiled up 24 7 now is it actually body oil or does he is he just perpetually secreting oil i don't know that is the question of the rock i think
0: i I, it is i mean i know there's a part that sorry this just made me think of uh uh, there's a part in i think that the sixth movie at the end when um When the there, it's like in the denouement after they've solved the problem, they're all at back in the United States because they've won their freedom, and The Rock comes to their family barbecue, and he's walking up, and Tyrese says, "Oh, hide your baby oil," and then Uh, and then The Rock says, "Better hide that big ass forehead." (laughs) <laughs> and Ludacris spits out his drink, and apparently yeah. that was real, like that wasn't planned. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the Rock just said that back. He's like, you "Better hide your big ass forehead." And then <laughs> Ludacris actually like spit out his drink because he thought it was so funny. Uh, uh And that just flashed in my head. But yes, he is quite. Yeah, no, the Rock's up. got
1: bars. The Rock has. Got oh bars. yeah, like what is it that he says in Hobbs and Shaw? I'm gonna beat your ass like a Cherokee. No, drum. that's
0: um, that's. Fast 8? Sh- eight? Fast 8? Eight, where he says that, I think? It's the one before Hobbs and Shaw where he's in mm. jail with uh with with Shaw and he's like...
1: I thought it was Hobbs and Shaw, but I don't
0: know. No, maybe it is. Maybe it is. I, I yeah. can't really remember the la- the more later
1: movies. Yeah, dude, that's definitely Hobbs and Shaw because they're like on the opposite side of the prison and they're just like fighting through people no, to that's, get to each other.
0: That's, um maybe it is it doesn't matter yes no, anyway. he's got he's got some he's got some bars <laughs> that he gets off yeah, yeah. anyway in the development of those jason them too bars. oh yes
1: uh actually jason them in his entire career dude's got bars all throughout like go back watch the transporter watch crank he
0: has got bars yeah he's i mean one-liners are a huge aspect to action filmmaking and uh, absolutely and they, yeah they got it they got it down packed. Mm-hmm. um Anyway, in the, in the production, some more production stuff about this film, uh, you know, that uh, they intended to transform the series from the street racing action into heist films with car chases in vein of Italian job and the French Connection. Um, and, uh, and Diesel wanted to, it was Diesel's idea to bring, um, uh, you know, he felt that uh, the story between the characters portrayed by himself and Walker should continue, envisioned it as three chapters of which Fast Five would be the last. Um, and Diesel wanted to bring back a variety of characters that had been in previous films without interacting and put them together to have a lot of fun. Uh, Lynn wanted to explore the elements of freedom and family in the film and collaborated with Morgan towards that ideal, having both worked together in the previous installments of the franchise. Um, Morgan worked with Diesel to produce a story arc that would further explore and develop Diesel's character uh, and uh, and the idea of uh, heisting a large safe had been conceived by Morgan during the production of the previous film, Fast and Furious, but the film's premise didn't work with how Morgan envisioned it, so he incorporated it into Fast Five. Um, They began shooting in 2010. Uh, There were three film units that worked uh, simultaneously, and they were in uh, uh, Rio, because they felt it was important to understand the area and its culture to give the film a good sense of place. Uh, And... uh, um, yeah it just made it feel a little bit a little bit more uh, uh uh realism some of it was shot in puerto rico like the favelas um because they were worried about having control over the area in the favelas the favelas if you do not know in rio de janeiro are not a uh, um and, and sao paulo are not a safe place for people to be who are yeah, not it, from it, there it, <laughs> If
1: you want to go missing real fast, that's a good place to go missing real quick. Uh, Yeah, I think they're, like, some of probably the highest crime areas ever. And also, I mean, Brazil uh, or welcome to brazil, oh, I, brazil. Should <laughs> I should say uh brazil is one of the most corrupt countries in like the southern america like region. Hey, yo but it shout is.
0: out my brazilian boys i got some homies uh and a shout out brazilian jitsu. shout out brazil shout out all those brazilian but, but they do tell there. me but they do tell me when i come down there they're like yo you gotta like There are places you go, and there are places you don't go. There are things you do, there are things you don't do. It is, you know, yeah, it's a yeah, it's it's a
1: a stay on resort, stay within the city, stay within where like you know shit is you know on lock. But like, yeah, don't venture. It's not like you know when because that's what happens. Like, I it's funny. I was actually talking to some comics recently about because people we were talking about like people that like go off resorts in mexico and then it's like yeah like you know that's when shit happens like i my parents know people whose son was kidnapped by the cartel and he's watched like his friends like get killed in front of him and now like he's in a hospital for life because he's scarred like he's he lost like it's it's fucked and like other people have had like that's a thing that's not like I know that's like a stereotypical thing when speaking about like Southern American countries, but like it is very real. Like, don't fuck around in these yeah. countries. Yeah,
0: don't, don't, <laughs> seriously. Um, but, you know, just to show how big of a, a, a and this is a great thing because I was actually talking to somebody about film productions and people don't realize like how much, how big a film production is, like especially one of these multiple, like 100, 100 million plus dollar films. $80 yeah. million dollar films, like how big it is. This is just a cool little tidbit of trivia. So when they were doing the Favela Rooftops chase with John Johnson and his team, it was filmed over the course of a week in a small hillside town of uh, Naranji, 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 Naranjito. Nar, I, it's N-A-R-A-N-J-I-T-O. Naranjito? Puerto Rico? Because yeah, uh, Naran- yeah. I don't think they don't pronounce... the, the J's, J's are pronounced like H. So- yeah. I believe. Naranjito? Yeah. Uh, anyway, this sorry right. if I sorry if yeah. I screwed it up. Um, but they were, sorry I don't
1: speak Spanish. I'm from Canada. Yeah. Okay, we have to um, learn French. Okay, I barely know French. Do you think I'm gonna fucking pick up Spanish too?
0: Nah. So anyway, this they they shot over they shot this chase on the favela rooftops in Puerto Rico uh, because um, they wanted more control. Uh, and 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 the, the favelas in Brazil are quite are much more dangerous, um, but uh, uh, they in total the production employed two hundred thirty six technicians, thirteen thousand one hundred forty five extras, and generated sixteen thousand eight hundred twenty four room nights at hotels, contributing more than twenty seven million dollars to the Puerto Rican economy. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, that's crazy. So that's I just, you know, shout out all the casting or shout out all the film crew, shout out Mm -hmm. all the people working behind the scenes uh, and and shout out filmmaking because like that's crazy that they could go there and put twenty seven million dollars into the Puerto Rican community while people were working uh and well yeah think and, about it. you got to get people you're going to
1: hire local security to block off the areas you got to hire people to, you know clean up the areas afterwards and for that stuff you're going to get local people you're not going to bring in fucking Americans to do that shit but then also you know like location scouts there's location teams that exist like throughout so you know probably them and then Think about it with a production this big, you have multiple, you know, B, C role teams that aren't even working with the main production. So there's, you know, there's probably somebody like in Puerto Rico, actually, you know, they're shooting the favela scenes, but then there's probably actually a, a real team Going through the actual favelas, like from a distance and stuff, getting establishing shots and stuff like that. They're working probably with the locals to be like, "Hey, where can we get a good establishing shot favelas without getting fucking stabbed?" And then you know that put that's working within the community. And there's different ways, you know. Film, yes, film is very much a community thing, and one it's done properly it is beneficial to the communities they go into. But then, you know, there's some filmmakers where they'll go into a place like, you know, some Eastern European country just because they're like, hey, this looks like shit. And then we're just going <laughs> to come in and, you know, not contribute to your city at all and then just dip out and spend as little money as possible and just give you the bare minimum. But, uh, yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a thing that happens yeah but
0: anyway uh, my point is uh you know just uh i guess with everything that's going on you know the writers strike the actors strike everything that's going on i think that it's always good to reinforce that uh filmmaking is not just uh not it's not just like the stars and the director it's there's mm-hmm. like a, thousands and thousands of people that work on these projects that these projects inject huge amounts of money into local economies here. We, in our region, there are lots of film areas that have people come and film like air and Cambridge and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like all of this stuff is important. All of the background workers, the, the coordinators, the crew, the technicians, the extras, like all of that is, yeah. is important. And all of that feeds back into this kind of system. So, you know, I just I just wanted to share that tidbit because it's a it's an actual number that you can tell, like the 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 production in in Puerto Rico gave the Puerto Rican community twenty seven million dollars mm-hmm. in business. So yeah. you know, and and if it hadn't been a large crew of people there, it, that number would have been way smaller. If movies were really just Jordana Brewster, Walker, uh, you know. Uh, vin diesel and, and the rock and then a camera guy you know that mm-hmm. <laughs> that you wouldn't have such an impact so all those people that are working behind the scenes have an impact in the yeah economic side of it and they're important to the to the mm-hmm. whole process obviously Duh, and but. that
1: goes back to you know us talking recently me saying recently how you know i don't want you know, uh, like big budget movies to fail because, look, there are so many people involved, you know? There's probably a small up-and-coming filmmaker that's working some shitty gaffing job or maybe he's like a rig guy. Who knows? Maybe he's a stunt guy. Who knows? But these are all people that I want them to get paid well working on these big budget movies. That So maybe one day they'll go and be like, hey, I'm going to finally, I saved up all this money working on these big, budget movies that I don't particularly care about, but I feel good that I did good work and now I'm gonna take all that I've done and put it towards what I want to do. And that's why like you have to support filmmaking as a whole because the industry it operates together. And so you can't just outright say, Oh fuck the fast movies. I want the fucking fast movies to fucking fail. Well guess what? If you know if they decide the fucking scrap fast eleven that's 10,000 people that were probably like, oh, I have the next how many years of my life planned out because this franchise keeps making money. We keep doing it. It keeps working. It's fantastic. We have a good system going. But if they're like, hey, Fast 11's done because Vin Diesel went full fucking, you know.
0: Thermonuclear.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Then (laughs) 10,000 people across the board, even stuff like catering. Caterers will be like, well, fuck. We just lost fucking six months of catering work in yeah. we're shooting,
0: right? So, so you want movies to win. Like yeah. that's the thing is yeah. you want move, you want movies to win. Um, just a little bit about the vehicle stunts. Uh, you know, there was a the the climactic vault heist required four weeks of prep, uh, with every scene and camera angle determined uh well in advance. Uh they had uh um uh initially began research by testing the capabilities of the prop vaults and the Dodge Chargers driven by Diesel and Walker. Um, the film filmed on, on actual streets of, of Hato uh, Rey uh, in it, it, um, in Puerto Rico, um, the scene demanded specific timing that had to be synchronized with various character interactions, uh, also occurring during the scene. Um, and, uh, they used a series of camera cars, including a crane mounted camera on top of a Porsche Cayenne, which allowed him to film a variety of angles and heights while vehicles were still in motion. They also had a Subaru Impreza with a steel built cage around it that allowed for tracking shots. The Subaru's driver accidentally, uh, collided with the vault a few times, creating a shower of sparks that inadvertently became useful footage and got put into the film, um, and uh uh they have uh uh six versions of the eight-foot-high vault that were made, each with specific uses. One vault was uh, was a facade built into the front of a semi-truck, uh which was used for filling close shots of the vault destroying cars on the street. Another vault was reinforced four-wheeled uh self-drive vehicle that was connected to a 30-foot cable and dragged through the streets of San Juan by two Dodge chargers and st- stunt drivers and Dodge chargers. Um, there was a, a short four t- or a four short ton of uh, vault that was driven by a stunt driver, Henry Kingy, who had to wear a temperature controlled suit to compensate for the temperatures within that could exceed a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Um oh, the, yeah, there's a, a scene where a vault was tumbling around the uh, tumbled as the cars around at a corner was a practical effect. And the result was way more violent than the film workers anticipated. I don't know what that means. But um, that's what it says here. Uh, over yeah. 200 vehicles were destroyed by the vault during filming. Uh, and then probably several more throughout the actual f- film itself and other sequences um several stunts had to be cut including a final scene that would have seen the vault hanging over the edge of uh the teodoro moscos bridge uh the stunt abandoned was abandoned when it determined the even the powerful chargers would not be able to support the vault's weight and would get pulled down um again and the train heist earlier in the films presented many challenges they had to find uh 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 working length of railroad to film the train to do the attacks then the trucks had to be built that could race the train and meet the needs of the heist itself and then also the cars being able to jump out at full speed there was a lot of precise execution and then you have the whole them jumping off the top of the cliff so like a lot of this stuff was practical effects like of course they're doing their movie magic some of the some of the vaults were like actually vehicles and stuff but yeah but but like this was all real stuff that they did and they really broke those cars and and really you know did did stuff uh um over yeah, 200 really cars did. in just that final sequence which is crazy um uh, let's yeah, talk a little it bit about like
1: the- a lot of fucking cars yeah that last sequence where vin diesel just decides to like really whip his vault back and forth and just smashing dudes like, firstly, that's like incredibly like that car could not sustain that uh, whatsoever. But just it is satisfying just seeing cars just come to a screeching halt and just get smashed over a bridge. I don't know. That sequence was so satisfying to watch. And then a guy casually gets beheaded by like the wire that like they're just <laughs> yep, like, they're just like subtly like, yeah, that dude's done. We're just, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Like, crazy. But yeah,
0: that sequence is awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, so let's talk about critical response. A lot of the critics had a very similar take take as us that it's a great film. Uh how no, it's it's an awesome film. Is it a great film? Is it even a good film? It's very mm-hmm. well made and it's a yeah. lot of fun, and we mm-hmm. had a goddamn good time watching it. Yeah. But is it good? Huh? And my answer to that is if you enjoy watching something, stop trying to read into it too much. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this movie is what it is. Just like any of the other Fast and the Furious movies, you know what you're getting, man. I mean, this one people didn't really because they were making some changes and moving towards, but now that we've, we have 10, soon to be 11 of these films, you kind of know what what to expect out of each of them, mm-hmm. right? And what to expect when you're watching it. But Rotten Tomatoes gave Fast Five an approval rating of 78 with an average rating of 6.4 out of 10 based on 207 reviews. That kind of sucks. Uh, the website's critical consensus reads sleek, loud, and over the top. Fast Five proudly embraces its brainless action thrills and injects new life into the franchise. On Metacritic, the film has a score of 66 out of 100 based out of reviews to, uh, out of, from 41 critics, indicating generally, favo- general, not generally favorable reviews. But audiences on CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of A. <laughs> out of uh, on an a plus to f scale so a 90 uh so you know okay. that kind of feeds into the general uh i feel like people just sometimes critics just want to criticize and it's okay. not about like you know actually the quality enjoyment of watching something you know what i mean did you have a good time would you watch it again i mean i understand to a degree you want to dissect the kind of art of cinema The value of cinema, but like this is a very, very niche thing. Yeah. That you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're going to watch a movie where they drive, take two Dodge chargers and drive a safe through downtown Rio. Yeah.
1: (laughs) At one (laughs) point, they're going to swap that safe into a uh into a garbage truck and then take another safe seamlessly while uh evading the cops and not just like a couple of cops like the entire city of yeah, Rio de the Digital entire Digital are Digital now is police in force. police force yeah. yeah they're all in cars now uh there are things insane as i mentioned earlier you know the oh, oh let let's let's go right back to the fucking beginning of this movie which is actually i believe the ending of number four but then flipping that prisoner <laughs> bus the bus flips god at least 20 times and then it cuts to a news reporter being like all people have been recovered it's like what do you mean everyone's dead that if, if that accident happened everybody is dead on that bus like Bosses don't have seatbelts, dude. Like, what the fuck? Those criminals are dead. It's not like they're securing criminals the best way. Or, you know, if they're alive, their arms are ripped off because they're tied to shackles while their body was flinging back. Oh, their heads would
0: be bounced off the, off yes, the wall. Like, it's would be, you'd be baby done. Food. You'd be dead. Yes, you'd be over it w-
1: yeah, it would look like fucking color out of space in there, just melted things, <laughs> just insane. It not good, like it crazy. But anyway, but then you know, Vin Diesel, he just walks out. Yeah, so <laughs> just walks out anyway.
0: But anyway, um subvert <laughs> so so, any just expectations yeah. that's this, you know, uh, you know, temper yourself. Numb-
1: silliness. This is silly boy movie, this is big boy. Want to have silly time? This is, yeah, the boys are back in town and we're watching the dumbest shit possible. Yeah. And it's I mean, we by. did
0: watch it at the, at the cottage like two summers ago. And Perry yeah, was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And we're like, it is. this is great. Like, this is fantastic. Anyway, yeah. Um, Roger Ebert gave, gave the actually gave the film three out of four stars, praising it as a skillfully assembled 130 minutes at the movies with actors capable of doing absurd things with straight faces and action sequence that toy idly with the laws of physics. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Richard smart Corliss edit. of Time considered it maybe the first great film of the post-human era. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. Jesus um, Christ.
1: That person is just living in constant existential yeah. dread.
0: <laughs> the New York Times said it uh, deftly combined action and humor, stating the only time you won't be watching the screen is when your eyes have squeezed shut because you're laughing so hard. Um, the telegraph said diesel and Johnson coming together was a cosmic event and that uh, director Lynn had revitalized the series saying the start and finish here, defying every imaginable law of physics, our series highs. Um, they, uh, uh, empire heaped praise on Johnson saying how to reignite an aging franchise, drop Johnson on it. The best thing by far in fast five, Dwayne Johnson, Hulk, Hulk's through the movie, leaving testosterone trails in his wake. Um, uh, however empire did take the view that the film itself was not by any normal criteria a good film arguing that it was too long although conceding the action scenes in particular the final car car chase made the film the most entertaining in the series uh, and then a lot of the people who came a lot of the people who were lamenting it were were talking about the kind of ronnie leading men um uh 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 or no they were talking about the kind of guy action being too long simplistic characters and dialogue but then they also said that the the criticisms could be overlooked because it, the film doesn't take itself too seriously and it was slick yeah. and well made and um uh, uh you know um everybody some people
1: fits did in everybody has a you know a purpose in this movie like you said it before it sort of gets oversaturated or over just over overcrowded i would say in the following movies this one everyone has their time and place and it just it works and they really got it i think they should have just like stayed with this core cast instead of trying to uh bring more bring more and more and more i think the uh you know the excess in the following ones you know even though the the franchise is doing fantastic and obviously you're not going to give a fuck about what i say but you know i think this like we said this one kind of finds the perfect balance between excessive silly and being true to the being a car movie yeah and
0: i mean there's like a lot of stuff in here i mean and some other stuff Total film welcome the return of ludicrous and Tyrese they said they injected yeah. the film with much needed laughs mm-hmm. um uh you know the, the there was praise from uh Rolling Stone, even though it was only two point five stars out of four. they said that the 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 transformation into of the series into heist films really works that uh fast five will push all your action buttons and some you haven't thought of um and uh you know um a lot of. Reviews echoed critic sentiments about the runtime of the film and the uh kind of uh treatment of female characters. Um and uh and you know, uh uh there were some mixed mixed reactions. Some people said that the writing was kind of B movie level. Some of them the the film, some of them said the films may be robustly anti-intellectual and deplorably commercialized, but they're still the envy of the rest of the world. Um there was some commentary on the acting and all that stuff, which is like, oh. You know. Oh.
1: I mean, the worst thing is what's his face. Matt Scholes, the guy that plays Vince, that dude can't fucking act. And I looked up Buster. he doesn't act anymore. He, no. does, he he this was like the last movie he was in. He was also and, in Blade 2. Yeah, and Blade, the first one, playing different characters.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Yeah. Uh, really weird, but yeah, that dude can't act. He has <laughs> the face of Carl Urban, but not a single fucking microscopic fucking part of the skill that Carl yeah. Urban has, uh, but he adds the face and what, it, like, it, what's his, is he Vin Diesel's brother? Is that, that's
0: his relation or? No, he's just a guy. He's like, he's he, just guy, he was in okay. the first one. He was in the first one. He was part of the gang um, um, okay, yeah. That makes sense. Well,
1: yeah, that guy is really bad at acting. Um, I mean, Gal Gadot wasn't quite uh you know, she's got she's bet gone better over the years, but you know, this was still very early in her acting career, and but uh she but she's she's a legitimate badass. Like El Gadot could come here and beat the shit out of both of us legitimately. Like, oh yeah, she's she in Propaganda. like the Israeli.
0: yeah, She's in the res- Israeli military. Yeah. like she's not. She was literally you, you in not the idea. pretty her. sure. Yeah.
1: Like, she'll fuck you up. <laughs> um, um, but uh, who else? Uh, like Han, that guy. He just he's just one note. But like, st- but he's good. He's charming. You're kind of like, oh, that's that's his character. But like. I don't no yeah exactly you know acting is not the uh, strong point of this movie whatsoever but i don't In think fact, that's
0: the point like it doesn't take itself seriously no, no, like no, that's, no. The, that's the that's the, the you know if the movie doesn't take mm. itself too seriously then why are you taking it so seriously as yeah. a critic like that's what i don't understand you know this movie well he, you put it on and you're just like okay i'm gonna watch this shit just go left go left so yeah. fast it's just nuts it starts with them flipping a prison to tr- prison yeah. using cars to flip mm-hmm. a prison bus.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well here's um here's a little like alternate history of what this movie could have been if they decided to not go like bonkers blockbuster mode. They so originally Hobbs was going to be um, I have
0: this written down. Tommy Lee Jones, uh, right? What's
1: his face? Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Yes, Tommy Lee Jones. And it so imagine how different that movie is. That you re, you lose lots of action sequence. That just makes it more or less a very grounded action movie in which it's like an actual dude that probably would actually work for the American government chasing down. Uh, you know, criminals, it's just be an old angry dude, just a bitter old man that does it. But then Vin Diesel went online and the folks of Facebook spoke to him and were like, Hey, the rock would be fantastic. So then they rewrote the character to just be big buff bald man, and uh, <laughs> that like that's changes the entire trajectory of the franchise well, yeah, because it t- it t- the rock got too big.
0: Yeah, too it, it took it took li- literally the fight scene between The Rock and Vin Diesel took a week to film because they had to keep like changing it because the whole point was like Vin Diesel has a, like a thing where you he can't look too bad, but so does yeah. The Rock, so they had to like meticulously yeah. plan out this fight where they would both be equals, and that mm. and like they came to the conclusion that like. Vin Diesel would win the fight kind of, but he would he would win the fight by sacrificing his cool and 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 becoming like animalistic. Mm-hmm. And then he would yeah. not kill him because he respected him, and Vin, and then the rock would see that respect and be like, two bald men fighting finding respect through violence you know
1: want to know <laughs> one know? what's fucking hilarious is when they uh when the rock shows up like at their like Home base, he just crashes through the wall, then crashes into his car, and then just casually steps out the front seat and then just squares up with his. I know, I know, it's like, incredible without even a fucking thought, just crashes the car without even like being like getting out and be like, ah, oh, that kind of hurt. He just immediately squares
0: up. He's like, and that's it's the winner of the squabble up challenge 2011. Yeah. Like, that's like that's pure, pure ready to rock violence there. You just smash that was the on. Car i like, was yeah, surprised sides.
1: he didn't like crash and just fly out of the window do punching vin diesel like um <laughs> insane dude. love it yeah so a little bit love more
0: it. trivia paul walker did most of his own stunts in the film he did training with parkour nice. specialist paul darnell for authenticity um the uh uh the when the team steal the four Dodge Charger police cars to, to do a drag race, the police lights on one of the cars turns on. According to the car coordinator, uh, Dodge had just released that particular model of the Charger. And as a result, some of the cars were still prototypes. The police lights activating was a malfunction on that particular car and wasn't in the script. After filming, they decided to keep the scene intact because it was thought that's what Roman would have done anyway is turn on the lights. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because Roman's he's loud. Yeah, he's loud. Uh, Gal Gadot's Yeah, that's another thing.
1: Like, how are people not, like, there's four cops drag racing through the street. One of them has the sirens on. People aren't, like, and people aren't gathering outside. Like, what the fuck's going on? Not a single soul. Not a soul. And also, how did they not get caught? Like, you know, how, I don't know, man. That, That whole sequence is just dream sequence behavior
0: uh the this uh um originally was only set to originally set to shoot for two months the production ran over schedule and ended up taking five months and this was still despite three films uh film units shooting concurrently um the this is the first fast and furious film that was over two hours long this film is the reason why the rock went under underwent that huge bulk because he wanted to be appear more formidable as a bounty hunter um the Tyrese yep. was filming Transformers Darker the Moon at the same time. So he was flying between Puerto Rico and Atlanta to accommodate both shoots because the shoots went over, uh, um, uh, you know, w- went over. And also part of the shooting was done in Atlanta as well. All the stuff where they're inside their lair, that was in Atlanta. That was like a soundstage that was built for for them. Um. Makes sense. Uh, the um, yeah, oh, yeah, Giselle doesn't, uh, um, she does her name doesn't get said at once in the movie, like, hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, also, did you know that Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson uh. were both considered for the role of Hellboy before it went to Ron Perlman?
1: Well, that's rightfully so i mean
0: they're all either yeah i
1: I wouldn't really want either of them as a hellboy that's not a that's not what i want they uh yeah uh, weird um
0: (laughs) yeah it is weird it's weird it's a weird little uh uh a weird little thing it's the seventh highest grossing film of 2011 um and uh yeah i mean there's a bunch of other small trivia here but we don't need that let's get to breaking down the actual what happens in mm-hmm. the film we're going to go through it real quickly because uh there's not a whole lot to unpack here uh really i don't think but so the film opens yeah. dominic toretto is being transported by a bus to lompoc prison his sister mia toretto and friend brian o'connor lead an assault on the bus in freedom they flip the bus itself and, uh, and, uh, and break him out of there. while while the authorities search for them, the trio escapes to Rio de Janeiro. Uh, it's kind of implied that they've traveled their way down through, through Mexico, Central America and South America, doing jobs along the way and making enough money to get them by, but they're, they're They're on the run. Um, yeah. Mia and Brian, they arrive in Rio de Janeiro and they meet up with their friend, quote unquote friend, Vince, uh, and Vince offers them this, uh, job that they can do, uh, while they wait for, you know, there's this job coming up and, and they're saying, well, we aren't sure Dom's supposed to come soon, but like, we're not sure. Um, and, uh, and he's like, no, you should do this job with us. You should do this job with us. Anyway, they agree to go and do this job of stealing three cars from a train. Uh, and, uh, and while they're waiting in the train, Brian, Mia learned that agents of the DEA are on the train and that the cars are seized property. Uh, a suit from Her- Hernan Reyes, who is this uh, drug lord, crime, cartel, corrupt politician man in, in Rio. He's like, he owns Rio. He's the big bad guy. Um, and they also discuss, you know, places they want to go where there's no extradition. You know, they figure once we get enough money, we're going to go somewhere. Because secretly, and, uh, and we find this out early in the film, Mia is is pregnant with with Brian's child but Brian doesn't know because he's just like a dopey dude he doesn't he's not paying attention (laughs) yeah man yeah my wife's just she doesn't want a beer tonight like he doesn't he doesn't get it um uh and uh and so they go to steal the the cars and uh and the accomplices arrive and the wall gets pulled off uh and then in walks Dom uh, and he realizes that their leader Zizi is only interested in stealing one of the cards, the Ford GT40. So Dom has Mia steal the car herself before he and Brian fight Zizi and the henchmen uh, in a half on the train, half on the truck, half hanging out the train. This big, uh, big brawl. And during this brawl, Zz kills the DE agents, which puts them on the radar of the DSS, and 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 this is what sends the um, uh, Hobbs and his team down to to mm-hmm. Rio. Uh, Brian and Dom try to escape by getting in a car. They drive off the edge of the cliff. Very very cool shots there. are uh, really dope. Um, and and Brian and Dom are captured and brought before Hernan Reyes. Uh, who is the owner of the cars and Zizi's boss? Reyes does the standard action movie thing where he's like, "All right, kill him. I'm gonna leave." Um, he's like, interrogate him and then kill him, uh, and uh, and then he leaves. And before they can interrogate him, guess what happens? Uh, Dom and Brian break out and whoop ass and escape to their safe house.
1: Yeah, it's like the supervillains not watch fucking like James Bond movies have they never seen any movie ever like come on like it it really it really makes you want like it's at this point like how i I don't know how that's like still a thing that's written into movies like criminals being like yes we have them tied up let's uh let's fuck her out just shoot them just i i know this is all austin powers this is all yeah i was
0: just gonna say you know you know the, the the uh uh what does he say? Why don't, why don't I you just. I got a gun in my drawer right now. Do you want me to go get it? Like. I've got it. Yeah. What does he say? He's like, he's like, uh, uh, why don't you just shoot him now? I mean, I'll go get a gun. We'll shoot him together. It'll be fun. Oh, Scott. Bang. Dead. Scott.
1: You don't know anything about being Scott. evil, you, you Scott. He's, he's
0: Scott, you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> you don't get it, Scott. <laughs> um, I've got a gun. Yeah, Uh, yeah, no, apparently Hernan Reyes doesn't know what he's doing. Anyway, so Dom, Brian, and me are (laughs) framed as the murderers of the DE agents. And the U.S. government sends a team of DSS agents led by DSS agent Luke Hobbs and assisted by local officer Elena Neves to uh, a Rio and and Luke comes to Rio to arrest them. Elena, character in this movie that I don't really doesn't really make sense to me. She's like framed as this. Yeah, she's like framed as this, oh, she's like super straight laced and she's the only one who's not corrupt. But then like everything she does is kind of corrupt. Not corrupt in like she's like a a politically corrupt, but it's like morally corrupt. Like Mm -hmm. she knew she has Dom and she doesn't get him. And then she's Yeah, I mean he just whispers to her and then and then she's she's like, like, Yeah, I'm in it. I'm in. Like she's like, I love this Mr. Clean looking mother. I'm going to get him. I'm jump his bones. Ooh. And then they they do. So I just don't understand. Anyway. Um, Does, not.
1: Does not check out.
0: Brian, Dom and Mia examine, uh, Dom and Mia examine the car and uh, to discover it's in, uh, important or trying to discover its importance but they can't. Vince arrives and is caught removing a commuter, computer chip from it. Uh, he gets uh, pushed up against the wall and admits to that. He was planning to sell the chip to Reyes and, uh, and to, to get Reyes to leave them alone and to clear their names. But Dom doesn't believe him. Brian doesn't believe him. They force him to leave. Brian opens the chip up, discovers the chip contains financial details of Reyes, entire criminal empire, including the locations of 100 million us dollars in cash. Hobbs and his team arrive at Dobbs safe house, but find it under assault by Reyes' men uh, searching for the chip. Brian and Dom uh, and Mia escape after a chase across the rooftops of the favelas. This uh, includes a scene where the rock jumps through a wall of a building. Um, yeah. Just like <laughs> just right. runs and jump dives through the <laughs> wall of a favela Um And also, where uh, where uh, is it? Is it Brian and Mia jump through the roof? They like fall through the roof of a building or something.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. They go and they run and they jump through the roof, and then all the cartel guys come up behind them, and then they're just like, oh. They've, they're dead and they just don't shoot and it's like you guys have been shooting aimlessly this whole time Now you're not going to shoot aimlessly now into the rubble because you've been doing that this entire chase but now you're now like you're ah, not, yeah, yeah they're dead so again and it's like a lot that's of 20 feet that's not even a, like yeah. a death ball you guys could all, like,
0: unlo- you all just unload your clip and they'd probably be dead if you just shot randomly yeah. within the like confines of the wall yeah. The walls of the building they'd probably be dead but i mean no.
1: yeah the, the favela is not like just the most structurally sound place or like, big the buildings
0: know? aren't like yeah. these are like 10 by 10 rooms like it's not you know what i yeah. mean
1: like, i'm pretty sure this is just a plastic like water guard this isn't a, a not, roof, like two thousand so.
0: square foot like modern like multi-bedroom home yeah. like i've seen maybe. more
1: structurally sound lego collections than the favelas like come on anyway, anyway. <laughs>
0: Like we said, there's a lot of things here that you need to kind of uh, suspend your disbelief. A lot of action tropes, but they're utilized really well. We're just being, uh, yeah. we're just being ornery about it.
1: Anyway, yeah. um, it's just
0: silly when you like. That's the
1: problem with this movie. If you actually sit down and like, huh? You after five thoughts, you're like, this movie's fucked. But yeah, hey, this goes. Just,
0: this goes, You can't. You can't think too hard when you're watching it. Just yeah, yeah, don't no, turn no. off your brain and enjoy it. Just be um, like, oh, big bald man. Oh. Yeah. Hulking uh, yeah, bald men fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when you watch Boy, like man. bears fight or something. You're just like, dang, this is <laughs> exactly. sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like the
1: amount of meat that's right <laughs> now. <is> wild. <laughs> the amount of
0: meat. There's muscle. Um yeah. so uh yeah, they would that Brian Dom and Mia managed to escape after a chase across the favelas. Um uh dom interacts with elena in this point he loses his necklace which was given to him by letty which winds up being a piece of importance later because he goes back to elena's house and talks to her about her brother who was killed and and they wind up uh i assume you know doing the doing the thing thing. yeah getting it on um but um Uh, after they get down to the bottom of the favelas, they're like down in this kind of damned area and they're trying to decide what to do. And Dom says, you know, we need to split up and leave Rio and Mia. Mia says, no, we can't do that. Tired of running. I'm pregnant with Brian's child and we got to do something. I'm not running away anymore. So Dom agrees to stick together. And, uh, and in the evening he sits with, uh, with, with Brian and talks about family. He shares stories about his father he is talks about how, you know, how much family means to him. And he suggests, you know, why don't we just steal Reyes' money, all of it, and start a new life? And at this point, the movie switches into the heist movie, the team heist movie. Yeah. They organize and invite a team to perform the heist, including Han, Roman Tez, Giselle, Leo, and Santos, who all arrive in Rio. And, uh, and you have like a cool, everybody's meeting each other scene and there's some laughs and everybody's getting together and they explain what their plan is. And, and Tyrese is like, no, I'm not doing that. You're what you're asking me to do is freaking insane. I'm not going to do it. And he goes to leave and, and then, um, and then he's like, "So we're gonna get all his hundred million dollars together." And then Tyrese stops and goes, "Hold on, now sometimes I just I just be saying things." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he comes back and he's like, "You say hundred hundred million dollars?" He's like, "Yeah, so like a little over eleven million dollars each." And he's like, "Okay, no, now I can now I'll."
1: It's stay. funny because <laughs> as we were saying earlier, that's literally Tyrese in real life. That is literally him. It's like. Dog, you're going to sit and complain about how much money you don't make compared to like Vin Diesel. But it's like, that's the only reason you're there. You're there for five jokes with Ludacris. And then, you know, you're going to make two million dollars to make a couple jokes. Like, at least. Come on. Come on, yeah. Tyrese. Get back at the table. Here. Come on. Come on over Come
0: on. here. Um, yeah. Anyway, so to centralize the cash, Dom's team attacks one of the locations and burns the money in front of Ray as his staff, sending a message that uh, we're going to keep doing it more. Uh, and he, they take off their masks and say, you know who we are. He knows who we are. We're coming for his money. You know, what's up? Uh, and, uh, and so that guy goes and tells Reyes who becomes afraid of these further attacks and consolidates the remaining money and an evidence vault inside the Rio police station. Um, he also murders the guy who, uh, was the messenger for some reason. This, that's another part that I don't really understand because it's like the guy shows up and his face is all like screwed up and he's like got blood coming all down his nose and he's like all beat to hell. And it's like, oh, these guys showed up at our building and they all had guns and they just, like, beat beat the hell out of all of us and they told me to give you this message and then he kills the guy? Mm. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. I'd be like, yo, okay, you know what? Take two weeks. Here's a couple thousand dollars. Go get yourself cleaned up. I appreciate that you tried to, like, stop them and that you came and gave me this message like it seems like evil bosses somehow they're corrupt and they have all this money and all this stuff but they're like bad businessmen like i just don't understand like why would you do that but anyway um uh don's or dom's team does surveillance buys equipment and acquires reyes's handprint uh, uh in various you know, they test the car. They they go to a a, a Brazilian uh, race area and they goad someone into racing them and they steal his car. And they use his car. They're trying to find a fast car to get inside to the police station while avoiding all of the cameras. That's like the thing that they have to do. But the, it's proving harder and harder. They're doing all of these tests. They're getting his handprint for getting in the safe. But the all of the fastest cars proved to be too slow for the security cameras in the police station, um, so they decide to steal four 2010 Dodge Charger police cars to blend in. They're like, "Okay, if we can't be fast, we're just going to blend in, and we're going to break in." Uh, they also, there's also a subplot about uh, Leo and Santos blowing up a a small explosive in the bathroom so that they can break into the room with the safe and get all the information about the safe and how to open it. It's pretty funny. Uh, That Mm -hmm. also involves Tyrese pretending to be a white man, which is, you know, hilarious. Yeah,
1: Caucasian. It says you're Caucasian,
0: man. I was a little,
1: I got a little tad. Yeah. (laughs) Insane. Um,
0: Insane. Uh, um, So, uh, Vince rejoins Dom's team after saying, saving Mia from Reyes' men in a marketplace. And, uh, and, and Dom is like, you know what? You, I get it. You can join back again. I got a soft spot for you. Please come and join us. You saved my sister. Come on. Come have dinner with us. Uh, Hobbs' team eventually finds and arrests Dom, Mia, and Brian and Vince. Uh, they show up at their, their, special base their secret layer and arrest them um but while transporting them for extradition to the united states in a gurka l-a-p-v it's a type it's a type of uh armored vehicles uh but uh the convoy is attacked by reyes's men who like come out of the f- buildings in the in the the street that they're on and sh- start shooting rpgs and firing on them wi- randomly uh and of course dom brian mia uh and vince help Hobbs and Elena escape the ambush, uh, but the rest of Hobbs' men and Vince are killed. So, you know, everybody dies except Dom, Brian, Mia, and uh, Hobbs and Elena. Everybody else just somehow manages to die. Um, And... and uh, then enraged at their team's deaths, Hobbs and Elena agree to help with the heist. And they break into the police station with the LAPV and use two of the chargers to tear the vault, holding Reyes' money from the building, dragging it through the city. After advancing on a bridge after an extensive police chase, Dom and Brian continue. Uh, Dom has Brian continue without him while he smashes police and Reyes' vehicles with the vault. Brian returns and kills Zizi in the last moment, saving uh Dom. Hobbs arrives and executes the injured Reyes in retribution for his team. And Hobbs gives Dom and Brian a 24-hour head start to escape on the condition that they leave the vault as is. When Dom and Brian depart, however, Hobbs finds the vault empty as Dom's crew switched it via a trash truck before they reached the bridge. They switched it with the one that they had to bring in so that Tej could crack it. Ooh, ooh, Chekhov's vault or something whatever you want to call it something like that yeah uh, after splitting the cash and giving vince's family his cut dom and his team go their separate ways on a tropical beach brian challenges dom to a final no stakes race to prove who the better driver is and in the mid credit scene scene in washington dc hobbs is given a file by monica fuentes concerning the hijack of a military convoy in berlin where he discovers a recent photo of dom's former girlfriend letty who had been presumed dead i also forgot to mention that uh when they get go to have the arrest incident uh is it is it before they arrest them, or is it after they arrest them that they have the fight? No, it's before they have the fight before he shows up, drives into the car, they yeah. get out, they have the huge fight, then mm-hmm. Toretto nearly kills him with the wrench. But Mia's like, Dom, don't, you yeah. don't do it. And so he doesn't yeah, do he it. Stopped. And he yeah. stops. And then they go, and then he helps them escape. And then afterwards, you have the, I'll ride with you, Toretto. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> the, rock, also-
1: the big moment of uh, Vin Diesel walking towards the rock with the shotgun. You're like, oh, is he going to kill him? But then he reaches his hand out. And then you got the big meat clap moment where it's just two big, <laughs> meat thick clap. wrists.
0: <laughs> Beach clap. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that's and then and then because Dom's like, we gotta go back, we gotta steal it. And everyone's like, they just killed everybody and like everything's screwed, like everything's ruined. What are we gonna Like, he got the jump on us, and we're we're so screwed. And then the rock is standing there on in the doorway, and he's like, I'll ride with you, Toretto. It's like the funniest yeah. line reading of all time. And then, uh, yeah, so long as I get to kill that some (laughs) bitch. Some bitch. Uh, Yeah, and so that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. I mean, it's fairly straightforward as far as plot goes. It's not, like, the most, like, complicated. It's got Mm -hmm. great action set pieces. It's got funny one-liners. It's got meat claps. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's got two two muscly bald men just going absolutely ape mode yeah, on each other.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, this is the movie where I think The Rock, I think, came into his own as The Rock on film. Like, because before this film, he was trying, he was trying different characters, but this, I think, is the one where he's like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to be me on screen," and. I think this is where, yeah, there's you look, if you look, this is the turning point in The Rock's career where he goes from like kind of like, oh, he's a B movie action star to being like, oh no, this is leading man, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is just for some reason so charming, despite being a fucking six foot six fucking oaf.
0: Just just a meat boy. I'm pretty sure he's the same height as me. I think he's six foot five. Something uh-huh. like that. Yeah, I don't know his stats, but yeah, I know he's Which big. is wild. All you listeners out there, if The Rock and I were standing face-to-face, we would be eye-to-eye. Isn't that weird? That's a weird thing. Eh? Maybe it's just weird mm-hmm. for me. I don't know, but, like, that's weird. If you know me, you might be listening and be like, oh, holy shit, because uh, maybe you think I'm really big. I guess I am really tall. I don't know. Anyway. Not as buff as he is yet, but I'm getting Yeah,
1: not as buff. He's also there. got, getting... like, the traps of like a fucking i don't know inducular silo like if you were the like if you two may be eye to eye but he if he hit you like if he headbutt you you would go he'd leave you in like <laughs> absolute shambles <laughs> yes he would his um, neck is reinforced with fucking oh yeah under He's... armor fucking reinforced steel like dude is insa- like yeah yeah, oh yeah, he's, he's built like a mountain, like yeah. he's huge. Um, that is pure testosterone just coursing through his veins.
0: Yeah, that's not baby powder, that's excess testosterone, or baby yeah. powder, baby oil, it's yeah. excess testosterone yeah. just coming out of his pores. Um, yeah, he's actually, he has so much testosterone, he's now creating alkaline powder to
1: fucking charge himself up.
0: Someone, I, this is a little, a little anecdote that I think is really funny that I wrote down back in the day, uh, when I was, uh, uh, watching, uh, when I lived in, in residence, I was watching, um, um, uh, the, this, the fight, the scene, the fight scene between the rock and, and, uh, and Vin Diesel and my roommate came in and, I don't remember exactly the words he said, but I remember he said, is this like the multiversal Mr. Clean fight or something? (laughs) Which made me laugh really hard. (laughs) And so, you know, maybe, you know, is there a game in in there somewhere of like bald men fighting? Like if you could make like a, it's like a Super Smash Brothers, but it's like all bald dudes. Um, Big, big hulking bald bald dudes that fighting. It's like Mr. Clean. Uh uh Vin Diesels, Dominic Toretto, um uh uh Hobbs. Um
1: I guess you, you could put you could put 80s in, Pri or 90s Bruce Willis. I mean he's not like Hulk mode, but like you he, he was act bald Well you need star. different
0: levels, you need different, you know, just the yeah, different- yeah.
1: You could get Sam Samuel L. Jackson in there. He was bald for oh, a mom man. moment. I
0: mean just the, oh Hit hit um, uh, Patrick Stewart, you know he could be hit
1: Patrick Stewart. Up. They could be yeah, their he, characters,
0: so he could be like Professor X. You know, imagine Toretto versus Professor X, and this we could make like a bit, yeah, th- like this a, is like sixteen bit like fighting game, like <laughs> like Street Fighter, yeah. Street instead fighting. of
1: Marvel versus Capcom, it's Marvel versus bald guys. I don't know, uh, Marvel versus Universal bald men, um, hairlines of fury. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we're just big who who else? What other big bald guys do we got? Stone cold Steve Austin can just go in there. Oh yeah, he could around. just he yeah. could
0: just be stone cold. Like that's, he, that's he'll
1: just be stone cold. Yeah, exactly. Uh well uh, that's the what? bottom line.
0: Uh well we're uh, forgetting uh, Oh, we
1: got Vincent D'Onofrio, throw him in there.
0: Jesus Christ. He oh yeah, yeah. his kingpin, he's bald exactly. as hell. bald uh, as all hell. Yeah, I got a bald head. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you get that guy? Yeah, Terry Cruz, dude. Terry Cruz, we could do this. This would be crazy.
1: Um, And if we go arcade style, all we need is eight. As long as you have a good starting eight, you're okay. Yeah, look, yeah. You can have big guys like okay, so we'll have two Hulk guys, so the the Rock and Terry Crews. Then you can have like smaller, so you know Patrick Stewart as Professor X. That's your smaller, more slender speed guy, or like you know he has like mental abilities and stuff, so he's just casting Hadokens. Oh, Jason, the Statham. Jason Statham! Jason Statham! Statham! Absolutely, you know he's yeah, he, that's your speed build. You know you got you got options here. For bald men fighting championship twenty twenty three. Oh my
0: god. What about uh what about what's his name uh 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 Chickles
1: uh. Oh Michael Chickles yeah, yeah the thing he's literally just the thing yeah, yeah. John Travolta's this-
0: bald right now you you have have old John Travolta scary John. jump yeah, he's get a- him
1: the from Paris with love with his weird goatee
0: Walter White
1: Walter White a classic bald villain yes classic
0: bald villain um, <laughs> got a bald head yeah this yeah, we could actually have yet. something going here this might be good we could. We could, we need somebody we
1: know that can make like video game sprites to do this
0: yeah this could be something it's like super <laughs> super smash brothers but just like bald ass guys fighting um absolutely that's that's sick shout out <laughs> hey i might be bald in a couple of years so like i'm i'm not this is no disrespect put me in coach um yeah uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't really have much else to say other than this movie is like really fun and really good to rewatch. And it is simple. It it It's a very surface level film, but it's done so well. Doesn't take itself seriously. It's fun. The soundtrack, like most of the Fast and Furious movie soundtracks are awesome. This one has a lot of like samba reggaeton um, yeah it really
1: leans into like the brazilian vibe makes you by the end you watch this movie you're like i want to speak
0: portuguese
1: and do Uh, some sick shit yeah Uh, it's it's
0: it's good this film is it's it's the best in the i think it's the or i don't i don't know if it's the best because i think it is the most fun in the franchise and it is the best made in the franchise that's what Mm. i'll say um, was
1: competently made um i mean it does have the scene where fucking reyes slaps galga or just not even s- grabs a big meaty chunk of her ass and that's how they get her finger his fingerprints which i don't think fingerprints transfer through cotton material i don't know unless her ass is that absorbent like god damn i don't know but uh yeah, did, did did he get? Did he was it just a smag, or did he get a whole? Did he grab? grab
0: yeah, did he grab up on it? That's what you, uh, he he did. It, he did, and he
1: they did. got his. That's yeah, that was a major thing. Where I'm like, wait, that's a major plot point in this movie. Is that
0: it's not how fingerprints work. That's
1: <laughs> yeah, I cause I because I was watching it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this part. She goes and she somehow gets a cup of his because that makes sense. That's a real way that I've seen fingerprints been. Collected, and I'm pretty sure that is accurate that you can get a fingerprint from or and a handprint from a cup. Uh, but then the part, but then she just he just grabs meat, and I'm just like, what? I I didn't remember this, I'm thinking of something else, but I did not remember this meat grab. But uh, sure enough, uh, shout out to Galgeno, shout out, shout out, you know wonderful woman a real (laughs) wonderful woman
0: (laughs) uh yeah anyway so this movie is uh it's it's well made silly stupid fun um and uh and if you haven't watched any of the fast and the furious movies and you want to watch the one this is it Um, i think yeah uh, this one i mean the thing is that the first one and the second one they are very much grounded kind of car racing car culture films um uh, and and then the third one as well i feel, i have a very soft spot for the third one even though i don't like the main actor i think just overall the third one is super cool okay. um and the japanese kind of like the not only the japanese like drift culture but the kind of customization culture and stuff like that is super dope so mm-hmm. i like it i like that one um i mean yeah i
1: mean. The first three movies really harken back to like a specific time like, you know, like playing Need for Speed Underground and like Tuner Nation type of shit where, you know, everything super fucking low for no reason. Neon lights out the ass, like darkest tint possible decals that are so stupid. I mean, in Tokyo Drift, uh, Lil Bow Wow has a fucking SUV that's the Incredible
0: Hulk. It's kind of sick, though. <laughs> it's so it's so gaudy it's and ridiculous, but it's kind of sick. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And, but I mean, if you want to see where this franchise really peaked before it went into the like uh, the year the slow decline that we've gone through. I mean, I haven't seen Fast Ten. Um you know what maybe I should watch that tonight and just see what happens. Maybe um,
1: I need to need to watch Fast I haven't seen Fast 9 yet and I also don't really remember Fast 8. I I it's that's the thing is these movies blur like blur so much together and this one specifically stands out to me because one it's set in one location whereas now all the movies now they're all like international they'll be like yeah ah, they go to so, a bunch of different places you know Tej and uh fucking Tej and Roman they're in the UK uh fucking Jason Statham's in fucking Dubai and then you know Gal Gadot's chilling in France and then you know the rocks in the states and but like this I'm, one I'm it's I'm pretty like,
0: sure in Fast 10 I'm pretty sure in Fast 10 they're like in it some of them are in 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 Antarctica like a prison yeah. in there. Like I don't know. I like, don't know.
1: Fast X doesn't, doesn't Ludacris go to space somehow. No, that's, like that's so, nine. That's nine. Tyrese that's and Ludacris so go
0: yeah, yeah. that's fucking yeah, that's come on. That's yeah. come on. Like it it was a meme and they made it into reality. So um, but anyway, uh um oh, and another fun fact about this franchise is that there was discussion of doing a crossover with uh in the later part of this franchise with uh, Jurassic World. Uh, which, thank God, they never did that. I mean, Jurassic World, Dominion, pretty garbage. Jurassic World. The well, uh, fucking T-Rex is going to be driving a fucking GT down the street?
1: I don't know, fucking man. fucking Vin Diesel's going to be dragging I st- down the st- street. Yeah, and I He's like, going to look left, and it's just going to be a T-Rex going, like, or it's like, going to be,
0: the hit, it's, they're going to be driving, and then all of a sudden a Raptor is going to be in another car, and then the Raptor, like, boosts yeah. the NOS and like passes him and he's like mm-hmm. "Oh, clever girl you know like some stupid shit <laughs> yeah. um but anyway <laughs> that was really funny that was uh, a good joke i did a good job with that one
1: or, um <laughs> we like you know yeah or it'll just show uh fucking what's his name ian malcolm and he'll be like they will find a way and then you next know, see the, the raptors are hot wiring cars somehow it's or like they're like looking the at their <laughs>
0: gps <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, life uh, finds a way. Turn um, right on, you yeah. know. Um, but um, yeah, no. So I'm uh, glad that yeah. never happened. Uh, but yeah, this is the Great. one. Like, if you want to watch something that's more accessible, that's less just like about car car culture. Four, five, and six are the ones uh, I actually really like. If I watch watching four, five, and six as like a separate thing. All of its own, yeah. I think is great. Like I think four, five, and six, cool. Uh, I think one, yeah, two, and it three, works cool. A
1: cool action thriller trilogy. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then and then seven, eight, nine, ten, they start getting more ridiculous. Now with, with as I said before, seven, it's amazing that they pulled it off the way that they they did. Uh, and yeah. and you know, rest in peace, Paul Walker, and and that film
1: and found a way to give him a proper send-off. Yeah, the proper, end of that like, film is know.
0: is I mean, I cried, man. Like I was in the theater, everybody cried. the 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 part where they drive together and they look at each other, and it's the voiceover, and Toretto's like, you know, you know, we both lived our life a quarter mile at a time, and and you know, and then he he they smile at each other, and then Paul Walker turns away and drives off into the the white light and it's just yeah. very see you again plays. Yeah, it's very, very wow. emotional. Uh especially because of how how like shocking it was um that you know, because he it, it wasn't him driving the car and he for those of you who don't know he was doing this thing where it was uh raising ch- charity uh you you raise money for um, um, it was for his charity, and you could ride with yeah, drive, him. Yeah. Um, you could drive a car with him in it and, and drive around a block in LA. And a guy who was his friend actually donated and got in. And because he was his friend, he let this guy drive slightly um faster Speed and, and appropriately. And they drove into a tree, and he was, if not instantly killed, burned to death. I. I uh, yeah know, car fire. crashes yeah, you nice. know how they go horrifying, horrifying. horrifying. <laughs> horrifying. Uh, but it was yeah. right in the middle of the production of the seventh film so it's um amazing that they managed to finish it and it is mm. it is okay it, it, it is way more over the top it's about like finding a a, a satellite program that can find anybody using uh, satellites and cell phones and all this stuff. And there's like multiple enemies and, and Deckard Shaw wants to kill them for killing Owen Shaw. But then they are also trying to get the God's eye and Kurt Russell is Mr. Nobody. And now they're dropping in cars from planes to land on a mountain to, yeah, it's, it's, you know, there's a part where the, in that movie where the rock, after suffering in a, a violent beatdown and recovering in the hospital, gets out of his, his hospital bed with a full-arm cast and then looks at his daughter and says, you stay here, honey, daddy's got to work, and flexes his way out of the cast. So yeah. uh, in a fairly spectacular moment. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's the direction that they went. <laughs> um but um, yeah. but seven's still pretty good. But I would say yeah, four, five, and six are really solid trilogy, and five is probably the peak of the of the series. Um, and but one, two, and three are worth watching. And if you can bear with all of that, you might like seven, eight, nine, and ten. Although you know, recently it's been a pretty sharp decline, it seems. But um, but then again, I haven't seen ten, so I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I gotta gotta no, watch right. it. Yeah. But shout out family, you know? Shout out me, yeah,
1: this has been Yeah, and I think this is the movie where the family uh, theme kind of really hits home. That's where it really takes off as the main, uh, you know, thing of this movie. Well, yeah, cause because there's new
0: life. There's new life coming. Yeah. There's a new.
1: Well, this is also, I think, the one, maybe it was the fourth one where Vin Diesel then became a producer as well. And it became the kind of, uh, I guess, face of the franchise. Yeah, and while also maintaining a very Napoleon complex towards the franchise of it's like, well, you know, you did cast uh, the largest, you know, when The Rock came in as Luke Hobbs, he wasn't the biggest actor in the world. Five years later, he is, so you know, you kind of have to uh, adjust accordingly. Vin, yeah, Mark Sinclair,
0: Mark Sinclair, don't you think it's such a crazy coincidence? That uh, that his name was Mark Vinc- Mark Sinclair changed his name to Vin Diesel vehicle identification number Diesel and then he Insane. became Toretto like there's yeah. got to be a through line there anyway shadow vehicle identification number love that guy he's so yep. funny um, <laughs> great guy uh, probably oh, not man. actually it seems like he's a pain in the ass but but I Absolutely love Dominic Toretto the and yep. Fast and the Furious movies are uh you know some of them excellent uh-huh. fun popcorn films yeah. some of them kind of garbage but fast five holds a special place in my heart mm-hmm. uh and uh and i i i really enjoy uh i really enjoy it so you know hopefully you guys do too if you uh if you've watched it you've got some thoughts on it you can hit up the uh the response the question thing on spotify or send us a message on instagram or uh or or you know send us an email or whatever however you want to hit us up but we'd love to hear from you don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast uh for more we are taking next week off because i will be out of the country Mm -hmm. on a bit of a family uh reunion family gathering type thing but after that we have planned out a fantastic five weeks because we have five Sundays in October of spooky and spooky adjacent content some stuff on like this episode specifically about a movie or a musical artist or a tv show or whatever but we also have some mixed bag episodes uh where we're going to be talking about uh uh give you know giving some advice on on uh on a wider variety of things so we don't have to just focus on one because there's so many good and and enjoyable scary video games musical artists movies mm. tv shows and you know we wanted to kind of spread a wide net while also uh, leaving a chance for us to come back next year and talk about something more or if a sequel comes out or whatever so we got some stuff planned for for october for the five five sundays in october Um I wanted to take a minute to shout out um Wednesday. Wednesday's new album, Going Nowhere Fast. Um, quite probably the best thing he's ever put out. Um I, I'm a big fan of Sky's Blue and Karma and a lot of the albums that he's put out, and and like I actually listen um uh, not just not just as like a friend of the show, but like I really do uh enjoy his music, but um Going Nowhere Fast is the most, um, some of the, some of the best choices in production. Um, the intro song, he lives the beat in that is just, it's like pure, pure, like mainlining pure energy. Like it's just so good. Um, but also you see him kind of sharpening the choices and beats and the working with people that he has maybe he has before but just you know the interesting sounds that you would find on um on i think it's thank god for me and uh and um the last album that he ran uh put out the april showers i gotta i gotta open this up sorry i don't want to screw up the names and butcher them if you guys want to look it up uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, April showers, bring May flowers and vices and thank God for me. And sky is blue. There's like a steady through line of development and also experimentation. I think going nowhere fast is like, uh, a really good kind of n- summation of all of the last stuff while also being kind of his most personal. And, uh, and, uh, it is, you know, kind of based around a breakup. So there's a lot more, emotion and urgency in the stuff that he's saying but his delivery is really interesting the beat choices are really interesting um and the fact that it's kind of themed it's like one big themed project i really like it i I just think it works really well so i mean maybe i don't want to say like it's the best because every art is subjective but i found it to be a very cohesive and strong release um and i would put it up there with yeah like sky is blue um where it's it's just seems like there's an overall direction and thought and urgency and really cool delivery and so shout out wednesday go stream um going nowhere fast or any of the stuff he's released uh but but going nowhere fast just came out and it's it's a uh, pretty dope yeah nice you got anything you shout want to out need? wednesday yeah shout out uh wednesday.
1: yeah so i got a couple of things to plug here i just had all over here uh so you know Uh, if you're listening to this today, as this comes out, uh, come out to dive bar tonight. Uh, uh, show starts at nine doors are at eight. Uh, if you can't make it tonight, we're also doing one more show next Sunday on the 24th. Uh, both shows have great lineups, but I'll be there, uh, talking my shit. And, uh, you know, the first two shows went good the first show was fucking amazing the second show i wasn't there i was in ottawa but it also went well it was a smaller crowd but it works it's a small venue so you know if even if we get like only like 15 20 people in there it's a good small intimate show and it kind of works especially with some material that i'm doing now i kind of have working on some like really themed stuff like i have. A whole, like, 15-minute set that's kind of dealing with sort of, like, death, mortality, and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, if that's your bag and you want to hear my take on that sort of stuff, uh, come on out. It's a free show. Uh so yeah, free show. So what's your problem? Um, and then also uh, I'll be in Hamilton uh, on the 29th of September. That's called LOL at Stones Road. Tickets are available on Eventbrite, I believe. And then also uh for hometown homies, I will be at uh, Rusty Nail at the Crazy Canuck October thirteenth. Uh get tickets wherever uh you get tickets for that show. Uh check the Rusty Nail Instagram stuff. I'm sure they got a website and stuff. But uh yeah, I got I'm doing shows all over the place now. I've been fucking nice. Hell yeah. I've been fucking I've been I've been in my uh you know making silent moves like G in lasagna. I forgot the fucking line, but, uh, uh real that's what G's doing. move in silence like lasagna. That's the uh, one. That's the one. That's the one. That's what I've been doing. But, uh, yeah. So check me out any of those shows, dive bar. Uh, I'll be in, and then Hamilton and then Kitchener and, uh, check out my social media, uh, Otis Morris, dude. And yeah,
0: rock and roll. Um, one or two more things for me. Um, the, I don't want to spoil the surprise of, of, of it, but there it will be a deluxe version of monolith coming out in the near future. Um, uh, check, check the cemetery sound, social media, uh, Instagram account and stuff, uh, because the, I'm sure that shoe will drop shortly as to when it's coming. Uh, and since I'll be out of town, um, you know, uh, and we won't have an episode next weekend, um, that, that, yeah, just keep checking back on there. Uh, also, um, Cemetery Sound is also beginning to book shows, <laughs> uh, so I'll have some more Hell information yeah. on that very soon, uh, probably in early October. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're coming back strong, um, yes. and uh, there will be some local shows uh, in at the end of this year or into the into 2024. But we back, baby, we live. We're gonna have some shows. We're gonna get everybody out. Okay, we're going yeah. to. Return to uh, to to we're gonna bring it back the new and improved. We're gonna we're gonna not just bring it back, we're gonna we're like much like Fast Five turn a new leaf. Um, but um, and on top of that, uh, uh, I will be returning to the studio to finish the Palm Reader EP, and that will be coming out hopefully at the end of October, if not October, early November. I'd like to get it out before Halloween because it's kind of spooky adjacent, but uh, if not. Mm doesn't happen. I gotta I'm still on my uh on my health stuff, on my on my doctor's watch stuff, so I got I got to balance it out. But I'm going to try, I'm going to try and get some stuff done, get it out and uh and uh and you know, end the year strong, have the palm reader EP out, get some shows going. It'll be good. So, oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to us once again. Please give us a a like, a subscribe or hit that bell to subscribe to us. Whatever you want to do, uh, let us know what you think about Fast Five or the Fast and Furious uh, franchise. Come out to Dive Bar tonight or next Sunday uh, to see Otis's comedy uh, and a great lineup of comedians. I will be there tonight if you're listening to this on the day that it drops. Uh, so if you want to come out and tell me that I'm stupid for liking Fast and Furious, you can do that too. Um, and uh, and then yeah, get tickets for some of Otis's other shows and all that good stuff been a great summer, weird summer, great mm-hmm. summer, weird summer. Uh yeah. but 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 in the end it's been pretty good. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for bearing with us as we've had some inconsistencies with with our releases. Uh we're hoping that October will make up for that because we have a, a really banger lineup planned um and uh and we're going to hit on some really cool stuff and uh and yeah, it's spooky season. Who doesn't love spooky season? Um, Love it. Yeah, follow me on Instagram at P A L M R E A D R. Um, they can follow you. You are did you already see it at Otis Morse? Yeah, dude. Otis Morse, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and if you want to get in touch with us, uh birdprotocol at gmail.com. As always, initiate the protocol and uh, you know, for family. Me familiar.
1: Brazil. Brazil.
0: All right, we're out of here. Peace, guys. <laughs>